who will survive? Means nothing. Nothing means nothing. What do you mean by that? I'm talking about all the way to the top. Yeah. Unjustifiably in a position that I'd rather not be in. But the cream rise to the top. give you a show like you have never ever seen before why because i can Hello, everyone. Welcome to another special episode of the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Fountas, and today we are doing another episode in our content creator series. Today we have Alex. You may know her better as the Queen of the Ring. She's on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, influencer, all that stuff, and it was great talking to her about a different aspect of content creating, particularly the YouTube channel. We'll get into that in a second. If you want to follow us, guys, on Twitter, we're at PPW Podcast. If this is your first time listening, you can follow us there for all the fun Twitter Twitter interactions. If you want to subscribe to the show, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your favorite podcast from, just search Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you will find all of our archive shows. Lots of fun stuff from old reviews to nostalgia to VHS talk to embarrassing wrestling stories, interviews, and a whole lot more. Um, lots of fun stuff for you guys to go back to our archives, so please take a look. I want to thank a couple of the interviews we've done before. Again, thanks you to Joe from the Our Vantage Point podcast. You can follow them at OVP Podcast. And thank you to Eric from the Doing the Favor podcast, and you can follow him at Doing the Favor. Uh, both those interviews are really cool, so if you have not heard those yet, please go back and listen. A lot of great feedback on that. Thank you for that. Okay, so... This show was recorded a few weeks ago with Alex, and obviously the world is a much different place now than when it was when we recorded, and it seems like things are changing all the time, and I wanted to delay the release of this because even though I feel like wrestling and podcasts and other things sometimes are an escape from the real world, sometimes you probably shouldn't escape what's going on. And now is one of those times, and I really hope that everyone's paying attention to what's happening in our world. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic, but also the protests and the movements and the causes for change in every state in the country. It's it's awesome. And the people who are supporting Black Lives Matter and people who are supporting different organizations is inspiring to see and I just want to remind everybody to stay safe and keep supporting but also the most important thing to do besides being kind to one another and being uh, being I'm trying to think of the right word not even really being kind but being on the right side of history we'll say that is make sure you're registered to vote uh, you can look up the rock the vote campaign it's easy uh, that that's the biggest change we can make. If you want change in how everything's working, register to vote, and that's what we're going to say on that. Uh, I want to shout out a quick cause that I've looked at, and I know there's lots of causes and charities out there right now, whether there's bail funds, whether there's uh, persons of color scholarship funds. There's, there's a ton of stuff out there 
And uh, you can, on Alex's Instagram, she's at Queen of the Ring, she's got a Google Doc spreadsheet on her profile where you can check out all that stuff with tons of links for tons of great resources. The one I want to check out is called Girl Wonder. It's G-Y-R-L wonder.org. And this one stood out to me. One, I have two daughters. And their mission, as said on their website, a professional pipeline initiative giving rise to ambitious young women of color between ages 17 and 22. Our mission is to empower our girls through social impact, career exploration, and objective alignment. This is really important um, because I love when people say, oh, I'll just pull you up by your bootstraps. And that's great if we were on an even playing field, but we're clearly not. So this girlwonder.org is something I encourage you guys to check out. And that is one I made a donation to, and you guys can too as well, along with great other organizations. Okay, on to this week's show. We're going to get to the interview here in a second. Again, Alex, she's at Queen of the Ring, does cosplay stuff. And her story was very interesting to me. One, how she started. Uh, I think she was a little humble than... Not that I didn't expect her to be humble, but I think she was a little too humble in the sense that she's accomplished a lot, particularly with her channel and with her uh, with her quote-unquote brand. I don't know how some people don't like saying brand, but she's accomplished a lot in a short period of time, and she's pretty inspiring for people that want to just start doing something. It's not that hard, so I'm not going to get too much into it. We're get right to the interview. Here's Alex, a.k.a. Queen of the Ring. <laughs> Okay, so now we have our next guest. And like I said, this is the first video guest we've had on this little project we've been working on here. You probably know her best on Twitter or Instagram or YouTube as the Queen of the Ring. Alex is on the line. How's it going, Alex? Hi, it's going well. How are you? We're doing good out here. Uh, We're in Chicago Central Time. You're in New York East Coast Time. There's a little bit of confusion. We were talking the other day about what time we're actually going to call, but everything's running together nowadays anyway, so does it really matter? I got it all mixed up because I didn't have my cup of coffee. I'm so sorry. (laughs) It's all good. It all worked out. So thanks for taking the time to come out and join us to talk about creating shows and creating content. And I think this will be fun because you're you're the first – video creator slash Instagram live person slash all the other stuff you do out there on all forms of media and everything else. It'll be fun to talk about. Uh, The first thing I wanted to ask is how the Queen of the Ring channel slash all your media platforms, how did that start? Did you start having another YouTube channel first and you just said, hey, I'm going to do wrestling stuff. Where did it start and when did it start? So the deep, I guess the deep origin story uh lies i so i'm a i live in new york city and i'm an actor slash used to do stand-up and improv so i'm used to being in front of the camera and Mm -hmm. uh i stopped acting for a little while and i went to my first wrestlemania which was wrestlemania 33 and i was just kind of like enjoying the show doing my thing commenting and these two huge guys behind me at the end of the show asked me if I had a podcast and they're like, I would totally listen to you because your perspective, like I've never heard it before like that. I've never seen a girl like act the way that you act at a wrestling show. Like you're awesome. So it got my gears, you know, turning and I was already influenced by YouTubers with my own stuff of stand up and improv. Uh, so I looked into it. I looked into how to do this and I spent a year researching 
how to keep up with content, the algorithm, monetization, figuring all that out with YouTube. Um, and so I just started it up. Queen of the Ring came out of nowhere. Like I just thought of Queen of the Ring and then I looked up to see if anybody else had it and no one else got it. So <laughs> I took that name and yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I've been doing this all myself and I spent that whole year trying to research like how do I uh, edit on iMovie because I had no idea how to do that. I had no idea how to really like function with a camera on the opposite side because I, I was always in front of the camera. So I just had to, I just took the time to learn all that stuff. And then I finally went to my first Royal Rumble, which was Royal Rumble 2018, which is a perfect year for me because it was the first women's Royal Rumble. So mm -hmm. I went to that and I recorded my first vlog there and I uploaded it and kind of blew up. <laughs> when, when, you, when you were first starting doing these, like you said, you were kind of self-teaching it and figuring out as you go. I mean, having a little experience in front of the camera and being an actor I think is a huge advantage for you over other people that are just kind of starting from scratch because you know how to talk, which is a little bit harder than people think mm -hmm. when they're doing it. Uh, when you were first doing it, were you, how were you trying to find your way to where your channel and where your, I don't want to say just your channel because you're on Instagram live a lot mm -hmm. and other things a lot too. So how did you find your way from where you first started doing, oh, this is my day in the life vlog to where you are now? Was it slow? How, how did that process start for you? I I want to say I'm still trying to discover my voice. So I've been doing this for three years and I'm still trying to figure out what exactly my channel is. I think I like, mm -hmm. the, I like that. I don't have a specific title. I'm just a digital creator, I guess. Like I do some reviews here and there. I do some reaction videos here and there, but I started off my channel just like trying to make something on the internet with wrestling from a women's per woman's perspective. Like before that, I didn't really see many women creators. I mean, I, I know there was like Chick Foley, um, uh, who's the other one? Super Kick, Kelsey, I believe. Yeah, Super uh, Kicking It With Kelsey, yeah. Yep, yep, Super Kicking It With Kelsey. And there was like a few other women like that. And they were cool, but never like really actual video creators. Like Kelsey mm -hmm. is a video creator, but it was just like, there was just like a different style that that I wanted to see more, I guess, in the community. So sure. I wasn't gonna look for it anywhere else, and, and you know, I was—I guess I was supposed to create it. Um, but I, I well, you you created your the, the short, long story short is like there wasn't anything you wanted, so you're like, well, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, and... exactly. I mean, there wasn't really wasn't anything. Yeah, I would I would click on videos like what culture and, and uh, cultaholic and it was just like, yeah, this is cool. But I want to see something really like I just want to see something different. We always get like a review, a top 10 wrestling video, a reaction video. But mm -hmm. I don't know. It was different. So when I started out, like I, I did that. I did the one video where um, Daniel Bryan came back from retirement and I, I did that video just like kind of reviewing it and talking about it in the beginning of the video. I feel like that's where I really honed in on my <laughs> video creating skills because uh -huh. the beginning of that video was me like reacting to it and the phone drops and there's dramatic music and I'm crying. And that was that was the one video where I was like, OK, maybe I'm doing something pretty cool because I didn't think that I could create something like that. So, yeah, when you're making your, your videos, whatever they are, are you finding ever 
you're pigeonholed or there's pressure to do it a certain way. I mean, I know you mentioned you're already tr- starting to try to find your voice and maybe even your lane of where you want to be. But and I know I talk to some people sometimes and they feel like this is my show content. This is how it has to stay. Do you ever feel you get stuck in there or you just do whatever you want? No, I don't, I don't feel that way. I've never felt the pressure of I have to be this certain way. I have to speak this certain way. I have to put out these certain videos just like everyone else or kind of, I guess, stick to the norm. I've never been like that in my personal life. Okay. So I've never, I've, I really have never felt that, that pressure. I know, um, a lot of people do feel that pressure of being consistent with their own stuff. And, um, once they gain, I guess, the numbers with their platform, they feel like they have to stay a certain way or they have to repeat this uh, certain thing that has worked for them. I've ne- I really have never felt that way. Like I have so many different yeah. kinds of videos. I have so many, especially I have so many videos when we weren't in a pandemic of me traveling to these wrestling shows, these huge, big wrestling weekends and I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. And it, it, that was definitely something different than what I was seeing from other people. I never really actually saw people actually vlogging their whole entire trips and their whole experiences and stuff. And I got lucky with people like Cody Rhodes spitting beer in my face and Pete Dunne yeah. hitting me with my shoe. Like I got lucky with making those vi- videos actually going viral other than the sense mm-hmm. of, oh, this is a wrestling weekend. I'm not a part of it. Uh, I want to watch this video. But yeah, I just don't, I don't conform to the pressure. I try not to conform to the pressure of trying to, I don't know, be like everyone else, I guess. Yeah. Or, or, or even like, I mean, it's a different perspective for me than you, obviously. I mean, you being like a girl wrestling fan isn't exactly like a white whale, but it's close at some time. Sometimes it seems when you go to shows. So, I mean, it, it, I don't, your content, what I've seen, doesn't seem like you're trying to fit a, a niche of, hey, I'm the girl that watches wrestling. You're just kind of making your videos. When you were first starting it, what, what were some of your trial and errors you've, you've found along the way, especially being someone self-taught on how to do the technical side of stuff? With the technical side of stuff, I am I found it a little bit, like I don't know Photoshop still. <laughs> so I'm still trying to, all these graphics that I've made for my channel and uh, promoting it, the technical side of stuff is just like, I don't know how to use some stuff, <laughs> but I, I figure yeah. it out some way. I somehow makes, make it work for myself. Um, but any of the trial errors, like really, like when I go to shows, like I always get looks, especially when I have my camera up and I'm recording, like I always have just weird looks from people. And I think that's mm-hmm. just like people in general. Like when you see somebody vlogging, like at a concert, at a street, like I know when I see at a concert, somebody recording themselves on Instagram stories and they're recording themselves singing the song instead of actually paying attention to the live music that's right. happening. Like, I understand and I get how annoying that is. So to see it at a wrestling show and then you're seeing a girl doing it and you're not, you maybe some people are not used to seeing girls doing this at a show. Like, I felt like a little weird looks and stuff like that, but like, I just carried along with it. But with the technical side of stuff, really, I mean, I didn't have a legit camera. I used my phone. Like, everything is just, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. try to make it work for myself, and I try my best to um, 
make it look good. And at the end of the day, it does. <laughs> well, for some of, some of the behind the scenes stuff, I guess, let's talk about your I quote unquote technical stuff. Like what equipment are you using? What type of props, things like that. I know you have like the green screen at times on your channel. Like what's some of your equipment that you use to create this? Because it's not as easy as just throwing up like your, your phone, which could be good. But as you know, you see the difference in quality between doing that and put some effort into it. But see, that's the thing is that I've learned as long as you have a phone, you can do it. Mm -hmm. I have an yeah. iPhone, what is it, 11, 10 or whatever it is. It's still, it's 4K, you know? So you can, I mean, like the audio isn't good. I do have to admit like in the beginning uh, with my audio, I was having a little bit of trouble with that. Um, just trying to enhance it somehow on iMovie or GarageBand. But I have not really purchased anything over I would say maybe $200 with my equipment mm -hmm. like my I have a ring light I bought this on Amazon like most of my stuff I've bought on Amazon my green screen my ring light uh my tripods I all I found it all on Amazon and uh I record everything I, I think you're I think you're selling yourself short a little bit too when you say like oh I don't have anything but you do you have a ring light you have a green screen stuff like that does matter as little as you oh, may yeah, think yeah, it, yeah, it yeah, does yeah. but it matters so yeah Oh it does but that's the thing like when I was starting out I always thought like I needed more because mm -hmm. when I bought all this stuff on Amazon like I found bundle deals of like all these other lights and all these other um uh, backdrops and tripods and all this other stuff, little like knickknacks. And I discovered along the way, as long as I have good lighting, good audio, and uh, a clear video quality, like you, like I could do it. You could do it, you know. So I feel yeah. like a lot of people, like when I get questions from people, and they're like, "Oh, what? Like, do you suggest like this mic or this camera, or this and that?" I'm like, "Nah, as long as you can record on your phone." I mean, I. Maybe I am selling myself short, but like I still record most of my stuff on my phone. Like when when I'm at mm -hmm. live shows, I was supposed yeah. to go to Tampa, and I just recently got a vlogging camera that I spoiled myself on a little bit <laughs> for <laughs> Christmas. But uh, that's the one thing where I was like, well, I guess I didn't need that because I'm not going to use it. <laughs> that's the one thing that was like spent a good amount of money on. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I. I use that and then with editing, all my videos is just on iMovie. That's it. I mean, a lot of people have suggested Adobe or Final Cut. And I mean, I would love to one day use those uh, programs and teach myself. But right now, I'm very comfortable with iMovie. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable recording on my phone. I mean, most of, most of the stuff I do is on my phone. Most of, Some of the stuff that I do is on my computer. Um yeah, I'm glad you're you're saying some of the stuff too because one of the interviews we had first was Joe from the Our Vantage Point podcast, and they have really incredibly professional audio. It sounds better than any audio I hear, professional or not. And then some people hear that and think they have to do that to create something. And yep. here you're saying, I have my phone, I bought a couple of things on Amazon, and I started doing it. So that's good for people that want to start. You don't necessarily have to spend ten thousand dollars or three thousand or whatever it is to get started. So that's good to hear someone from you who guys a little bit of a history of making things and pushes stuff out continuously and people can see the results of it. Uh, what about some of the behind the scenes stuff as, as much as you want to get into about maybe quote unquote show prep for when you hit record? Like what do you do before? What do you do after? Is there any like stopping in the middle? Is Again, as much as you want to 
uh, I'll reveal about that as, as you want. Um, there's not, I, I don't know. There's not much to reveal. Like when I, so when I was doing my dark side of the ring, watch alongs, I would mm-hmm. treat it like, I guess you, I guess I would kind of say like, I would treat it like a stage production. Like if any of the listeners that have like uh, experience with, I guess being on a set or being, or getting prepared for a theater production. Like I just kind of like, I set up my green screen, I set up my table, I set up my mic, my camera, my ring light, this and that. I try to set it up an hour before I play some music. So it's just kind of like, get me in a good mood, kind of hype myself up to be in front of the camera, to turn it on. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I just like, I look at the clock and I'm like, all right, 10 minutes to show time, this and that. Like I kind of, I've taken my experience with theater and film and I've tried to adapt it in my own way when I'm filming my own stuff to get myself in the mood to sit down and be in front of a camera for an hour or, and, um, and just like, <laughs> I do little things where when I'm, or I stopped recording or I, I'm, I'm done with a live stream. Like I give myself a round of applause to try to <laughs> try to like feel good about it. Even if I didn't feel good about it, like when I, I was doing the SmackDown reviews on Wrestling With Regret. I would always do that. Like I would try to push myself to to record those videos and just sit down, get my words and get my thoughts out there. I'll try, like if I'm doing a review like that, I'll try to jot down as much as I can on notes. But I really, I have experience with improv, so I have experience just going yeah. off the dome. So I, I I don't know. I just try my best to, I, I like I said, I've had experience with, being in a production, I guess, like this. So I've taken taken those strategies of just trying to like make myself feel yeah. good about being in front of the camera because this is hard. Like turning on the mic and turning on the camera, especially days when like you don't feel like being in front of the mm-hmm. camera. I've had like the beginning of my YouTube career, my, like I was having a rough time in my personal life, and mm-hmm. I tried so hard to like get out of my bed and get out of my funk and just turn the camera on. And it was really hard to like, when I just don't feel like leaving my room, turning on the camera and trying to put on a smile on my face. Like it was, it was very hard, but little things like that of just trying to like prep yourself. It, it works. It's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting to listen to you talk about like your prep and things like that, just because I know to you, this is like, it's just what you do. Like I just, this is what I do. And it's harder for you to explain to people that, and I didn't know any of your background as far as improv or stand up or any type of act, stage act or anything. But knowing that now, it makes a lot more sense why you're so comfortable being in front of a camera with you by yourself. And I think people don't realize how that could be awkward. Even if you're by yourself, it feels awkward to talk. Like right now, I'm in my basement talking to you, but I'm still by myself. And it's a little awkward, but not as awkward as it would be if I was recording a solo show. And you're doing that every time you put something out. So I think it's interesting to hear you say that I just do it when I don't, I don't know if a lot of people would relate to that, but know that it's okay just to do it, just to do it. Yeah, I know. I, it's, it's hard. And it's hard when like to answer these questions, to honestly, to answer these questions would be like, I don't know, this is just who I am. And yeah. Like I just, but that's okay. Like, that's not, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and, but that's the thing. Like, I hope that people like understand, like, you don't need to put on this gimmick of like, we already deal with this business, uh, tons of tons of gimmicks. The, like, I feel like people that tune in, they want to know what you want to say, right? So why would sure. you want to, like, turn on something that's not you, that's not genuine? 
And that's what I think sometimes gets mixed in with some people that are trying really hard. And sometimes you can tell that they're trying hard to create and to do all this stuff. And it's just like, listen, just, I know it's hard. It's hard, especially for someone that's never been in front of the camera to suddenly be like, well, I'm going to make some videos on YouTube or I'm going to start a a Twitch channel and then turn on the Mm -hmm. camera. And they're like, "Uh, I don't know how to talk to myself for an hour or even for 30 minutes or 20 minutes. It's hard. It's very hard. Um, Yeah. I feel a little bad that I'm like, I don't know. This is just me. This is how I wing it. (laughs) What you, you mentioned you had a couple of videos go viral and we could talk about those near the end. Um, But what about growing your audience when you started doing this? Because I'm sure when you first started, based on what you're telling me, it was kind of like, all right, let's just go and see where this takes me. How did it? How did you start to, one, notice your audience started to grow? And what is your strategy, if you have one, to get more people to watch or to listen to you? Um, I always, when I started out, I, I just try to... I tell myself, don't focus on the numbers. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it really doesn't matter. Um, So I tried my best like the first two months when I started out not to really worry about that. But then I noticed around the time, it was WrestleMania 34. It was the weekend of WrestleMania 34. And I went to the Ring of Honor Supercard show. And that was the moment where Cody Rhodes spit beer in my face because I was front row and I was heckling him because I was drunk. Whatever. Usual wrestling fan stuff. Yeah, I was, I was there. I wasn't in the front row, but I was there. Oh, you were there? <laughs> I was, yes. And I still am not sure if I regret missing the NXT show that night because, uh, anyway, let's not talk about oh, that. Oh, no, I, I, slightly, I slightly agree with you until Cody spit in my face, yeah. and I'm like, no, I don't regret it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get you. I get you. that's just me. But, but after that moment was when my Instagram hit 1,000 followers, and that was huge for me. I was like, whoa, I've, okay, maybe I'm doing something right. Uh, and I mean, I tried, I, I've been trying to grow my stuff ever since. And I, as anyone else does really, but I don't really have a strategy for it. I like, you know, I do the usual thing of putting up hashtags with tweets and Instagram stories and trying to, you know, I've researched before I started all this stuff, how to grow your channel, how to grow your Instagram and Twitter with all these algorithms and adding the location and adding your hashtags and tagging the, this amount of people and all that stuff. And it does work. I will admit it does work, but I'm like, I don't know, still to this day, like it's, I'm comfortable with the numbers that I have. I'm comfortable with the platforms that I have. Like, yes, uh-huh. I'm still growing it. Like I'd love like my channel just recently hit 5000 and that's amazing that is huge for me that might as well be a, a million subscribers to me that that already yeah. just means a lot and it's i feel like a lot of people when they start out they just are like oh well 100 isn't isn't enough you know where it's just like no it is if you take 100 people in if you put 100 people in your bedroom right now you probably won't fit that many people in your room <laughs> you know but yeah. that's what i'm doing i'm doing all this all this all this stuff, all this video recording, all this stuff, I'm doing it in my bedroom. Like, I don't have a studio. I don't have a legit apartment. I live in New York City, so I, nobody in New York City has a legit apartment, really. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I do all this stuff in my bedroom. So if I take 8,000 people and I put them in my bedroom, they're not going to fit in this bedroom. So mm-hmm. for what I'm doing and for the scale that I'm doing it, I'm very comfortable with where I am. I would love, obviously, as anyone else, I'd love to grow my stuff, but... I mean, like, 
I don't really care about the numbers. And even like just trying to put an effort into trying to grow my channel, I do the usual things that everybody else does. I think, I guess. You just put stuff out there too. Just consistent stuff. Like here's stuff for people to to view. Exactly. You got to try to like put stuff here every single day. I mean, when I was first starting out, I was putting out a video every single week and I burned myself Mm -hmm. out within the first six months. I tried my best to, especially after all those viral things that happened at wrestling shows, I tried my best to put things out every single week. And I was doing it every single Friday. I had a video out, but I was so exhausted trying to come up with an idea in the beginning of the week and then trying to edit it and trying to film it and doing all that stuff. And I feel like I missed out on my life those weeks and it burned myself out. And it was, I learned a hard lesson from that where it's like, yes, you should be consistent because that is how you're going to grow your channel. But you should also be realistic with what you are able to do for yourself in those terms yeah. and just take care of yourself. With with growing and getting more viewers and more people looking at what you're doing and talking with you, there's always comes criticism, both positive and negative. And I've asked everybody this, like, how have you dealt with one positive criticism? Because it's easy to say, oh, you're so great, blah, blah, blah. And I know you're just saying it to be nice or you're just my friend versus people the complete opposite side. And there's people in the middle that have valid maybe criticism sometimes. How have you been able to maneuver through that and how have you been able to deal with it? Uh, I mean, I'm a Puerto Rican from New York, so I have a pretty thick skin. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So (laughs) when it comes to hate, like, I'm going to – and especially – being a woman in a male-dominated fandom, I'm I completely prepared myself to enter uh, the negative side with uh, the stuff that I do in this community. But it's it's like I don't know. I with the positive things, I take it to heart for sure. Like I do take the things to heart for sure because I I get so many messages from so many like men and women like women mm-hmm. that are all like oh i i wish that i i had a friend like you and this and that like your videos are so good your videos help me with my depression and this and that and that's it's heavy especially to get those kind of messages but it means so much to me and it does push me like okay maybe i'm doing something i'm doing something right especially when i get the messages from the girls but not only the girls but from the the men as well that say like, I got a few messages these past couple of days, actually, from guys that have mm-hmm. said, like, oh, I've seen you on Quizzlemania, or I turn on your YouTube channel, and it's so much fun because my girlfriend or my wife or my significant other or whoever isn't into wrestling, but once we turn you on, like, you're so engaged, you're so amazing, and we we watch you, and my significant other actually wants to watch more wrestling because we watch you talk about wrestling. We've never seen a girl yeah. like you talk about wrestling. So that... Those comments to me mean the absolute world <laughs> to me. And I've yeah, always loved yeah. yeah, I've always like loved the experience of talking to someone. like I've got a big old wrestling tattoo on my on my uh on my arm. So so it's uh-huh. hard to hide the fandom for me. So when people come up to me, no matter who it is, um, they come up to me and they're like, Oh yeah, you like wrestling. I remember watching like Eddie Guerrero. I remember watching being scared of the Undertaker and this and that. Like I love finding out why they love the wrestling and why they fell off of it. So it's cool to get those messages from people of like, oh, I fell off of it, but when I watch your videos, like I want to watch it, what you're talking Mm -hmm. about, but you're so passionate with what you're doing and what you're saying. Like I believe in the things that you love. So 
I hold, I try my best to hold on to those comments and I try so hard to just ignore, block, mute, whatever the negative comments. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm sure the positive are also motivation to keep pushing to do a show or to do something. I know for us, like a couple of weeks ago, I got DMs from separate people that are essential workers and they were like, it's weird right now, but it's cool to have you guys out in the background to feel a little normal. Yeah. Which is I'm like, oh, like I don't even think about that. And then I'm sure the same thing with you. You get someone says, oh, I have depression, but you make me feel a little bit better. That's got to be super motivating to keep doing it. Yeah. Especially since I suffer through <laughs> with depression. So it's even more like, oh my God, we're sad together. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Let's talk about, I see, we mentioned a couple of viral videos, obviously the Cody spitting beer at you at the Supercard of Honor show. Uh, then there was, what was the other one? The, uh, what was the other uh, one you said? It was, was uh, Pete Dunn hitting me with my shoe when uh, Progress was doing their United States tour. <laughs> now, hold on. Has there been a t-shirt that says Pete Dunn hit me with a shoe? You've no. Made yet. If not, you have to make that and then sell it. <laughs> see, Pete Dunn hit me with a shoe. And that's to go back with your other question with like technical eras. There are so many people that have like shirts and merch and all that stuff. And there's so many people that look to me like, when are you going to come out with merch and hats and whatever? And I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that <laughs> stuff. I don't know how to do Photoshop or any of this. Like, I wish I, put, I, I wish I would have came out with t-shirts. Maybe I will. Put the bats, <laughs> put the bat signal out on Twitter. People will be willing to help you give them an idea and they'll, be willing to help, I'm sure. And then there's What a Maneuver is a great, great company, and Parsing Tees, obviously, yeah. but <laughs> but both great. It's only like a twenty dollars setup fee for you, and then you're good to go. So definitely go for it. If I were you, I I, I mean I I would buy a Pete Dunn through a shoe at my head shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. I'll look into it then. <laughs> yes. So definitely look into that. Uh, and then I know you also had the you were part of the, the Don't Rush Challenge, which I looked at the other day. Yeah. There's like hundreds of thousands of views. And like, I'm like, because I saw it, obviously, and a bunch of people did, but I didn't realize how big that blew up. Like, how'd you, was that your idea? Whose idea was that? How'd that get started? And where did it go? How did it go so crazy? So, so um, the, the women of WWE put out their video and mm. someone tagged me and a few other women because some of back in uh last year for the royal rumble in phoenix me and six or five other girls we did an undisputed era photo shoot where we literally we just bought undisputed era shirts from the shop we put our own styles to it and we just took a picture together and I feel like after that, like a lot of people took notice of like, oh, there's a lot of like girls in wrestling and they are so dedicated and so committed. And so I think because of that, because when that person, like whoever it was, tagged me in the women's don't rush challenge, they also tagged those other girls and they said, oh, I know that these girls could do a bomb video if they ever did this. So it took me a while and I was like, you know, I think we could. I don't think anyone is willing to edit the video. I <laughs> am. <laughs> so I put out a tweet and I said, all right, it's time for the women of, of, in the wrestling community to do this. Who, who's with me? And it was wild how many messages I got. I got maybe over 50 women messaging me like, hey, I want to be a part of this video. And I felt so bad where I was just like, okay, this is a two minute song. I can only yeah. pick a certain amount of women. <laughs> and also like, Twitter only allows two minutes worth of a video <laughs> on their app. 
I'm, I'm like, I could only accept at least a, f- a few women. And I, I tried my best to put so many like diverse and so many different women from so many different backgrounds, um, so many different loves. I mean, it was, it wasn't just WWE. Like there was also like, um, my friend Kat, who's in the video, she wore a New Japan shirt, you know? So it was mm-hmm. more like displaying that, Hey, women are in this community. And yes, you may know that we're in this community, but it's time to take us a little bit more serious. And so I'm glad that so many awesome women joined me and filmed so many cool things. Like I didn't even tell them what to do. I was just Mm -hmm. like, listen, make this video, do the before, let's use a a makeup brush, because I know all of us have makeup brushes. Let's do a makeup brush, throw it down, throw it whichever way, and just be creative with what what you want. You do literally whatever you want, creative freedom. And so many women knocked it out of the water. I mean, I had women like doing the Shinsuke Nakamura transition and even like the heartbreak kid look. And I had one girl lovely. She had like seven titles. It was insane. I didn't even tell them to do it. And they showed out and it was amazing. But that's the thing. It was, it's so amazing how I didn't even have to tell these women how to show their fandom. They just knew exactly how to do it with the styles Mm -hmm. that they did with. And it was, it was such a, beautiful moment to edit that honestly like I kept I kept tearing up editing that video because it just meant so much to me that so many how long did it take this minute and a half this minute and 40 second video how long did it take you would you say to to edit it and because you have to look at everything first and edit it how long did that take to make this minute and a half video oh it took me like two days yeah Yeah. it took me and nonstop too probably right yeah yeah yeah. because they were because I I gave everyone I sent out the tweet Wednesday I messaged everyone by Thursday uh, no, I sent out the tweet Wednesday and I messaged everyone on, on Wednesday and I picked the amount of people and I said, hey, I'm going to give you guys until like Friday, Saturday. Send me what you got. Uh, no pressure. I know it's a lot like right now. It, and it was early stages of the pandemic where everyone's pretty like, you know, depressed about not going outside and being in this lockdown. And it, it's, it's trust me, it is a lot of effort to put on makeup. It is an mm-hmm. hour at least to put on makeup for us and get ready and do all that stuff. But a lot of people had fun doing it. And yeah, you know, it took me, I, I got those videos by Saturday and I put it out, I think Sunday. Yeah. So it took me like a, a day, two days to, to get all the videos. Um, and I got like, it was like 25 girls. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I got video I got two videos from twenty five girls and just put it all together and I was slowly editing it. Like the first day I got five videos. So I put those five videos together. And then the next day I got six more videos. So I put those those videos into the the product I already had, but I switched girls out where it's like, Oh, I think this girl would be best within this transition and I also when I'm editing I, tr- I tried to sync up the movements with the audio. I like it, it, it got, it got real. I try to get super. <laughs> and you a lot more work than you originally thought. Like, Oh yeah. man, here we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, but that's the thing. Like I, I put that much work in a two minute video that I knew was just going to be a two minute video that was going to go viral for a day. But the message that was so important for me to come across was we're we're as much as part of this community as you guys are if you don't like it any, that's too bad anyone wants to see this video it's pinned on alex's twitter yeah. and that's again at queen of the ring it's the first pinned tweet so you can take a look at it there it's it's probably displayed for everyone to watch and 
it's uh it's a cool video and the i don't know that use the production of it i'm super impressed with for one like all this stuff like you talked about just now about like matching movements to the song and transitions is stuff i probably wouldn't have thought about but then i realized oh you had to time this all right because they didn't know what order they were going to be in either this wasn't a coordinated you know synchronized effort they sent you the videos and you did it so that's super cool that you put the effort into this and it kind of went viral so awesome job that's awesome thank you so much thank you <laughs> uh we'll wrap up with the last couple things here one uh is what is your goals for your show if you have any i mean it's okay just just to say my goal is to keep doing shows and another thing is if someone wants to start creating content we talked about a little bit throughout an interview here what's one or two pieces of advice you want to give to somebody who wants to start doing something so i'll leave you on those last two uh, open-ended questions (laughs) um so my goals with wrestling, I want to I want to work in wrestling really bad. I'd love behind the scenes in front I mean definitely in front of the camera. I would absolutely love. I don't know if I would actually be a wrestler. I mean, I think I I think I do have it to become a wrestler. I just the training and I, it's it's a lot. I'd really mm-hmm. have to sacrifice to to do that that would be cool if i was a little younger maybe i'm 28 years old maybe i can't really do that i'm still <laughs> kind of young but maybe i can i'm not too sure but i would like i would love to see somehow just being a part of wrestling on on screen whether it's a manager i would love to be a manager i have experience with with acting and doing all that stuff i'd love to be a manager um being it an interviewer, a backstage interviewer, a ring announcing, maybe even. I got a lot of voice. Sure, why not? I want to try to be a part of wrestling, whether that's a bigger promotion with WWE or AEW or even smaller promotions like Beyond Wrestling, uh, Bar Wrestling, GCW. I would love to mm-hmm. just be a part of it and to contribute more. But overall, the the goal is really to just create... <sighs> create a path for women that want to do this, whether it's podcasts, whether it's YouTube, whether it's uh, being, becoming a wrestler, whether it's, whatever it is, just, I just want, I, I don't know. I don't have a significant goal with all this. Yes. To grow my, to do more of this, to do more queen of the ring stuff. But I just want to, at least if anything, the goal is to, give people the confidence no matter man women by bi- non-binary doesn't matter like you can do this be comfortable with you, with who you are and just express yourself i'm a i'm a dork <laughs> i'm like a huge wrestling dork who just turned on a camera one day and i guess and it and it just happened i went viral i got lucky and it just happened and that's all I ever want to do is just be a dork and be myself at the end of the day. We're all, we're all wrestling dorks. And yeah. that's why I always laugh when there's tries to be <laughs> bullying within wrestling community. I'm like, look, guys, we're all dorks. Like, what are we doing here? Picking on each other. So. Yeah, exactly. It's like we're, we're all the black sheep of pop, co- of like pop, pop, cor- uh, sorry, mm-hmm. pop culture with wrestling. You know, like yeah. we have all been bullied because we like wrestling. Why are we bullying each other? Because one person likes AEW and one person likes WWE. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, it, it's um, we, we, us and NASCAR fans. We get picked on by the rest of the sports world. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but um, I mean, any advice that I would have for any content creators, just do it. If you've been mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, maybe, you know, I think I can contribute something good. 
to any community, whether it's wrestling, whether it's football, whether it's baseball, ballet, drag race, doesn't matter. Like you just do it. Just if you, if you have the confidence to think that, then you have the confidence to sit in front of a camera or mic and do it. Just, yeah. uh, you know, and, and like I, like I was saying before, like you don't need to spend a thousand dollars on equipment as long as like maybe down the line when you, once you have the money and you're in the position to spend the, that amount of money on the stuff that you want or stuff that you think that you need for your growing channel or podcast. Sure. But for starters, start with what you're comfortable with, what your budget is comfortable with and just do it. Please don't think about the numbers. It really does not matter at the, at the moment when you're starting out. It's great. Yes. But it's just like, just have fun. That's all you need to do. All anybody wants to see is somebody having fun and being themselves at the end of the day. That's how you continue to have people tune in and care about you, or at least that's from my experience. So, yeah. I would agree. It just, that's the thing we always tell people is just, just start. I tell everyone, I know, I'm like, start a podcast. I don't care what it's about. Just start it. It's an excuse to talk to your friends once a week or however often you do it. So create a YouTube channel. Everyone's got a phone now. Everyone's got a Google account to create a channel. It's not that hard to initially start that. But that's good advice just to do it. Exactly. Uh, and now, you're not going to figure it out all like on the first go. Like that first mm-hmm. episode or that first video that you make, like you're not going to figure it out. I still don't have everything figured out. <laughs> I don't even know how to do Photoshop. So I don't even, I don't have everything figured out. And I've been doing this for three years. I really don't. Like you're, 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 cons- you're always learning. You're always growing. Yeah. You're always trying to pick up new skills and, and new ideas of like, okay, I did this one thing. Maybe I should stop doing this or this and that. Like you're, you're always trying to find your voice, no matter how how long you've been doing this. Whether it's three years, whether it's ten years, it doesn't matter. You're still mm-hmm. you're still learning, and that's the beauty of seeing somebody trying to start a podcast or a video is that you see them growing, and like, it's it's amazing. <laughs> If, if you guys want to follow Alex on Twitter, you can at Queen of the Ring with two G's at the end. And then on Instagram, it's underscore Queen of the Ring. And as well on YouTube, it's underscore Queen of the Ring, correct? Yes. Someone stole that that little uh, thing before the underscore, but that's okay. You're the more popular one, so people will find you on there. So <laughs> thanks. thanks for coming on, Alex. I really appreciate it. And I think uh, your perspective is unique and I'm super happy you got to come on and hopefully people will enjoy it. So thanks so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me on. This has been fun and I can't wait to hear the rest of the creator series on your podcast. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I sound like I get embarrassed. Like I, I don't know if you've ever had this before we wrap up. I don't get embarrassed about having like a podcast, but sometimes I feel like I come off as pretentious when I tell people I have something. Oh, dude! And I, sh- I and I shouldn't, but I feel like I don't know why. It's just weird. Dude, I don't know if you ever have that. You are <laughs> preaching to the goddamn oh, choir. <laughs> I'm glad. Especially like in my real, I guess in my real life, my shoot job. Yeah. I guess like I'm a bartender, so when people are like, "Oh, what do you do outside of here?" It's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> like it's weird to say like I'm a YouTuber, um, and mm-hmm. that's and it's a funny thing. Um, like I've seen, oh, there's that one clip, clip um, I forget what it is, but there's some wrestlers that say like, you know, I don't actually tell people I'm a wrestler. I tell people I'm in entertainment, which I kind there of do go. the same thing as well, where I don't tell people I'm a YouTuber. Because when people say that, or even like a podcast or anything like that, because when people hear that, they're like, oh, so you don't really do much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So and even I'm like, glad. Yeah. And even like when you say like, oh yeah, I have. I have X amount of followers on like on this and this and that. Like I do feel a little weird and I feel pretentious to say like, oh, I have a 
big platform. I have a voice in this community. It is actually, I recently got comfortable saying or admitting that I have a voice in this community. So mm-hmm. I feel you on that 100%. Well, good. Let's all encourage you and me, encourage everyone out there creating stuff. Let's not be, not we're not embarrassed. We don't want to come off as pretentious. So don't, let's all start bragging more about our, our, our stuff we create. Yeah, we'll yeah, do yeah. That together. Maybe not brag, but at least like show more that we're, we're more proud of what we do. Yes. Yeah. Much, much better way of saying that. So Alex, there again, thanks for coming on and we will talk to you soon. Yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Huge thank you once again to Alex for coming on and taking the time out of her day to join us and talk about creating that content and create her YouTube channel. And as you guys heard in the interview, all the stuff that goes into it. So thank you for coming on, Alex. Again, follow her on Twitter, follow her Instagram. You can look her up, Queen of the Ring, specifically on Twitter at Queen of the Ring with two Gs, as we talked about on the interview as well. And that is going to be it for this week's show. Again, guys, please stay kind to each other. Please be aware of what's going on. Please register to vote. And just let's get back to watching wrestling soon, live. That'll be fun, right? Getting to go to shows again, that'll be awesome. You want to follow us on Twitter, as always, please do at PPW Podcast. Subscribe on iTunes, Positive Processing Podcast, all that other fun stuff. I'm trying to work out with Eric to get a regular show on the books, maybe even a watch along sometime soon for everybody. And yeah, it's been a fun project doing these content creating shows i have a few more in the queue so hope you guys are enjoying them as much as i enjoy doing them thanks everyone for listening we'll see you soon